Is it Sunday yet? Almost. Welcome into the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Derek, joined by not your average Joes, Joe Belner, Joe Mason. How are you doing today, fellas? Doing well. Uh, we had the opening day of baseball going on. So at work, I had the Yankees. Uh, they did a shutout. Garrett Cole had 11 strikeouts. And uh, Aaron Judge homered in his first at-bat of the year. So I was pretty stoked about that. But uh, over, more important than baseball, I'm very excited to talk some football with you guys tonight because that's the better sport, in my opinion, obviously. <laughs> what about you, Mason? Yeah, my, every year my hopes and dreams of the Giants, San Francisco Giants, signing a major player get get uh i just get let down and this year it was aaron judge and arson judge yeah arson judge um and it's only fitting that in his second pitch he gets on the season playing the giants he gets a home run so he outscored our whole offense today um yeah other than that doing good excited to uh talk about what we got on the show for today and uh yeah it's it's full-blown dynasty season i'm excited yeah, I uh, had a I had a fantasy baseball draft on Tuesday night, and man, that thing took forever. Yeah, I didn't know you did fantasy baseball. Yeah, I did it last year in a different league, and this le- this this year I joined a different league with some people from uh, growing up, honestly, like from my high school that I haven't talked to in years, but my buddy. Uh, got me connected with it. We both joined uh, because there was some falling out <laughs> in the last league I was in. It's a long story, but basically, I called out the commissioner for mispaying out the championship winnings from two years ago. Mm. So, like, when it was time to pay for last year, I sent him a $10 on Venmo and said, here's $10 minus the 30 that you didn't pay me for winning. And he like got all bent out of shape and then realized that he was wrong and apologized. But then I got an email before like last month that was like, Hey, we're going in a different direction. Like, thanks for being in the league. And my best friend who I got into the league was still in it. And I was like, this guy really just kicked me out because I called him out. Wow. That's weird. It was just so weird. It was very weird behavior, and um, my buddy emailed him. It was like, please reconsider, and the guy was like, we uh, we had a conflict or something last year, and so I sent him an email, and it was basically, basically said, like, get help. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Get some help. Seek, seek help. I used to love Stop fantasy it. baseball. I, I did fantasy help. baseball for a while, and then I ended up quitting once I started taking, like, the fantasy football writing and uh just the whole industry like i, I was like i can't do baseball i think baseball is harder it's hard it's, it's like fun, playing though. idp because you got the pit you don't know when to take pitchers or hitters mm-hmm. it's like basically deciding between offensive players and football and idp players mm-hmm. and they really got that is really hard each round but I feel like my roster is absolutely stacked. But we're not. We're going to save that for <laughs> a different conversation. We're going to talk about rookies in the NFL, and we're going to do a a quick one round super flex rookie mock. I'm really curious how it's going to go, considering we don't have the draft capital yet. 
it's going to be exciting to see what do we do now and then we look at it we look back at it a month from now and see wow we're way off because this guy got picked in the fourth round or whatever Mm -hmm. Mason you want to take the 101 yeah I could do that here let me just I got this up why don't I just share it so we can at least at least see it right Mm -hmm. okay uh, so let's see. Am I going 101? Is Belden or you two? Yeah, I might as well go too since I I'm got the, the 102 in a real one. We'll keep it right. right. We, won't, we won't do snake. We'll do uh, just straight. Linear? Yeah, linear. Okay. I'm cool with that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, keep in mind that it's just three of us, so we're t- we're picking for four different teams. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're we're just doing, doing one mod. round. Yeah. Okay. And this is uh, Superflex? Yeah. Yeah, so, oh yeah, uh, super flex. Your okay. decision's really difficult here. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> not gonna overthink this, and I'm gonna take Bijan Robinson with the first pick in the draft. Um, you know, I feel like even if I'm a rebuilding team, I'm gonna take Bijan because I think during the season, if I really wanted one of those two quarterbacks and Stroud or Young, I could flip Bijan during the year. For one of those quarterbacks plus a lot more if he you know he's just running backs produced right away in the nfl so he's just been one of the highly touted prospects the last uh out of the last couple of years to come out so i'm really excited for Bijan to see where he lands 100 i would do the exact same thing and uh yeah if, you, if you're stacked at running back for whatever reason then maximize the fact that you have the 101 and either trade down or trade later like mason said because uh, the Bichon hype is strong for a reason. He's a great player. And uh, you could probably get a ton in return for him. So the 102 is an interesting Wait, hang spot. On, Dream scenario. Joe Mason, yeah. you just picked it. You just picked Bijan Robinson. Dream scenario, Where? what team is he on? Oh, man. Probably hear my dog drinking water in the background, too. But if not, that's good. Um, yeah, that's tough. There's a lot of good landing spots for him. Um, I'd probably be even okay with like the Dallas Cowboys. I think would be a really good landing spot. And maybe they don't sign Pollard to a long-term extension, and then he's the guy after one year. You know, mm-hmm. so that'd be really interesting. You know, Jerry loves his first-round running backs, so th- I think that's one of my one of my top landing spots for Bijan having him stay in Texas. Not bad. I mean, the workload is there. Mm-hmm. There's enough to go around, and Mike McCarthy wants to run the ball, so Dallas wouldn't be a bad spot. I don't know where they would have to take him, though. We'll see. All right, let's get to 102. Sorry, Joe. Oh, no worries. Yeah, so at the 102, obviously the 101 is pretty easy right now because I think everyone's taking Bijan. But the 102 gets a little bit stressful. Um, since we're in the super flex format, I really think you you got to take the best quarterback available. Um, I love Jackson Smith and the Jigba and Jameer Gibbs uh, if you're going running back or wide receiver, but it's just not maximizing the value that you could get at 102. <clears throat> so I've been a Bryce Young truther for a while now. I think he's a hell of a player. I think he has instincts and, uh, you know, just that it factor that a lot of the other quarterbacks in this class just simply don't have. But I- I've pretty much got to the point with the 102 where – I want whoever's going first overall, unless it's Anthony Richardson, because I just don't think I could take him over Stroud or Young. So if Stroud's, let's say he's going first to the Panthers, uh, CJ Stroud would be my pick. Um, 
He has a hell of an arm, super accurate, and then he's 6'3". He's gotten comparisons to Joe Burrow. I got my voice uh, dropping on me. I've had the allergies all day. So someone take over and say what you think about C.J. Stroud while I get a sip of water. Okay, so that's your pick, C.J. Stroud at 102? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted the decision to be made for me, and I I probably wanted C.J. Stroud at 103. Uh, But... I think that the top three is pretty clear cut. Bryce Young is going in the beginning of the draft. He didn't do anything that would dissuade me from thinking that he's going to go at the beginning of the NFL draft in a month. And so I think it's a pretty easy decision at 103 to say that I'm taking Bryce Young out of Alabama. Very nice. I just think Young's got the best instincts in this quarterback class. Like he can just make plays, stay in the pocket, make the right decisions. And mm-hmm. I think regardless of the concerns about his height, you know, I think he'll be fine. Interesting stat. Apparently his BMI is higher than CJ Stroud because Stroud's a lot taller than him and thinner. So weird, weird times. We <laughs> Your BMI in. doesn't <laughs> help you look over the defense. It does not. It does not. <laughs> I'd be curious too with the BMI of like the average uh, prospect that's six three coming out of school is because they pack on a lot of weight when they're in the pros typically. So I don't know how skinny. Like uh, trying to think, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are six three, but uh, I wonder what their BMI was like entering. Yeah. No, well, it, think... it kills me with Bryce Young because I love Bryce Young so much, and I'm really just like I- I'm gonna, you know, if the NFL. If the Panthers take him at 101, then he's my pick. Because, you know, then he he's going to a situation that I like. I love the offensive line. I love Frank Reich. Uh, Josh McCown's a QB coach. But if he goes outside of the first pick and Stroud's the first pick, I, I just think my concern levels with Stroud, even though he doesn't have that it factor that I think Bryce Young has, I just think it's a safer pick. And I, I couldn't see C.J. Stroud's career going poorly. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So our first three picks were Bijan, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, and I'm here at the 104. And this is where it's tough because I like the upside of Anthony Richardson. Like even if he doesn't pan out as a passer and it has that 50% completion rate, like his upside is insane for fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. But at the 104 here, I am going to lean and taking – you know, when you have top five picks, you have to you have to hit. And I think the safest per- person on, right now at the 104 is going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I'm gonna I'm gonna swoop him up here at the at the 104. I I 100% agree with that pick. He just reminds me a lot of Amon Ra, and mm-hmm. I think he, you know, you look back at 2021, he was the best receiver on that Ohio state team. Like he was better than Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Like Chris Olave was the third best receiver on that team that year. And Chris Olave went 10th overall in the NFL draft the next mm-hmm. year. So yeah, I, I'd be surprised to see where, where JSN goes. And he kind of, you know, he missed all of last year, kind of like Jamar chase. He kind of just, you know, besides Jamar Chase didn't get hurt, he, he sat out a year. But JSN, I think, got hurt really early in the season and and didn't play. But 
I'm really interested to see what team he lands with. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is like the big Ohio State wide receiver, best receiver in the nation. Uh, he'd be the first receiver taken. He'd probably go 102 with the argument for 101 if he was in the draft this year. But you're looking at his 2022 season. He had 77 receptions for uh, 1,263 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns. And then just a year prior, JSN had 95 receptions for 1,606 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. So you're just looking at, you know, if you're going to fault him for an injury plague, 2022 when he's putting up numbers like that a year prior then uh whatever because yeah i think he's going to be a hell of a pro and like the amon Ra st brown comparison i could i could completely see stats like that so i love that pick his uh so, his brother is in the pirates organization and it was pretty good during spring training i don't know if anyone saw that i i saw that video he i think he barely missed a home run right yeah. and he's like i gotta hit the gym i gotta i gotta hit the gym <laughs> Mind the clock right now with the next. Yeah, pick? you're up. You're it's the 105. We got so Joe Belner on the clock. Take this is off. when I uh, take Anthony Richardson. This is when I think you know the uh, the hype with the athleticism. He's the most athletic quarterback prospect we've seen. Uh, hopefully, he gets the top ten draft capital because that would definitely impact me to take him here. But um, I, I just look at the prospects that are under him at different positions because I definitely like Richardson more than Will Levis at this point. And um, you don't have the surefire guys like you have in Bijan and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like I love Jameer Gibbs, uh, Quentin Johnston, super athletic, but they're just not as can't miss prospects as the other, uh, the other two at the positions. So when I'm staring down the 105, I think that's the time to take Anthony Richardson and just, you know, get that boomer bust. And uh, if it booms, then you're going to have really, really, really good fantasy seasons ahead. Don't get me wrong. He's super risky, but it is just I, the upside's there. Like it's, it's worth it for me at the price, like to just take a shot. Right. Mm -hmm. Derek, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, I just feel like you have such a better chance. I mean, this is March. If some team that is in very strong need of a quarterback picks him and they're like, let's let's build the offense around Anthony Richards skill, Richardson's skill set, then okay, maybe I'll come around a little bit more. But if I've waited all this time to have the fifth pick in the rookie draft and I get a guy who is very much no sure thing, then I don't know. I just don't like the way it feels. I'd rather have someone else take that pick and try to trade out of it. So we, we're going to see who you prefer over him because you pick next. But what's the highest pick you would take Anthony Richardson at? I, I don't know the answer to that because I just don't want him. So if he's there at like the 112, would you take him at the 112? I guess. I mean, if someone – but that just indicates to me that nobody wants to trade for him either. Because, I mean, that means that his value from pick 1 through 11 was, oh, it's not worth taking him. So then I'm automatically taking a guy with a deflated value in that league particularly. That's kind of a similar approach to what I have with Will Levis right now. 
of, we're, you know, we're picking before the actual NFL draft. So once we have the draft capital, it'll be a little bit easier to sort through these guys. But uh, I just think that the Richardson, he has all the intangibles that if he went to the system um, that has the weapons and the coaching staff that could turn this athletic freak into, you know, a franchise quarterback, then his ceiling would be like close to limitless for a fantasy production. I know that he's like a raw prospect and you could say that about a lot of guys, but a lot of guys don't have his like athletic profile. Like he's like the best athletic profile we've seen. So just, you know, that, that, uh, that crazy unknown what's behind the box that we always talk about. That's like the biggest, the biggest prize underneath the box. I know that there's certain quarterbacks that like athleticism is great, but is Joe Burrow that athletic? Is Justin Herbert that athletic? Different players, though. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I want a guy who's actually good at quarterback, not just some athletic freak. Well, I think I think our point is like he doesn't even have to be good at quarterback. He, but he's <laughs> the 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 points like there are fan for fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. but for how long? That's not a sustainable asset to me. It can be. I yeah. Guess. So like, so Anthony Richardson's him. completion percentage in college was 54, percent which is not good. But Justin mm-hmm. Fields last year. <laughs> was 60 percent for 2022 like i don't think yeah but justin fields was so much better in college than anthony richardson yep but i mean i think if he could just make some strides and getting more accurate and doing a little bit better there like that would be he's got to take the next step nobody thought josh josh allen was really inaccurate in college and you know He's made some strides. It could happen. It's just really risky. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at, but at the people that had I'm... Josh Allen probably didn't wait before they found out he was going to be really good because he, he was not good his first year. He was not good, but he, if you look at his year one stats, go look at his last six games. He was a top 12 quarterback for like six straight weeks because of rushing only. Mm-hmm. Like it was. You know, go look at my Twitter oh, bio, Derek. I was a truther. Ifs. I was a truther back when he did that. I was like, you know what? He could be sneaky. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get him everywhere. All I right, think the well, fact that uh, he played in the SEC, like his season long stats, like aren't that impressive. But like I was watching some like full game tape on him. He had some big games. Um, you know, I watched I watched a full game of him against Tennessee. And then right after, I watched the full game of Bryce Young against Tennessee, and I was like, "Wow, this is why I love Bryce Young." <laughs> like that—that that was like my big takeaway. But like, you know, he—he—he he, he can throw the ball. He has a huge arm, like a seventy-yard arm. Uh, I think he—I think he had a huge throw at his pro day. And we don't—we don't fall in love with the big throws at pro days, as we've seen with Zach Wilson. <laughs> but uh, no, I just—I think—I think we're like the appropriate. We have him ranked behind Stroud and Young, <clears throat> but like we're aware that he has the potential to be something super special, and that's probably worth taking a risk on after like the premier prospects. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could be Cam Newton, mm-hmm. and Cam Newton was great for quarterback in fantasy football for a while. And now I think he had less than he can't sixty percent, less than sixty percent completion percentage. I'm pretty sure Cam Newton's was something below there. During his whole time at the NFL, so mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, I guess I'm on the clock now, and 
although I said I didn't want Anthony Richardson, this is not an easy pick. I feel like once you get to six, it's really who do you want? And for me, I'm taking a shot on Quentin Johnston because the guy is big. I mean, I'm using the same arguments that I used against Anthony Richardson to to say that I really want Quentin Johnston because he's he's a bigger guy, not as big as we thought he was, um, mm-hmm. and uh, ran like a four five forty. Not really that concerned about it because what's a couple what tenths of a second in the long run you got pads on mm. it's all it's all relative and uh quinn johnston i don't know i don't know what else to say besides like i'm really excited for his outlook i think that i mean what do you got to do in fantasy football you got to score touchdowns and i think that's where his x factor lies i think he can score touchdowns he can make big plays i don't want like a, a slot guy in the first round of my rookie draft um so I'm going to go with Johnston. I think it does matter, though, where he gets picked in the NFL draft. If he goes in, like, round mid, round two, mm-hmm. stock's definitely going to be further down than if he goes in round one, like we're kind of expecting right now. Yeah, and just, just so we uh, provide some clarity, I think we should uh, just say the position and call oh, yeah. it. Just... Wide rec- yeah, Quentin Johnson's a wide receiver for TCU. Yeah, and so I'll go back to the beginning. He has so a first... bad quarterback, like, every year, but they were pretty good this year. Yeah, so first first pick was Bijan Robinson, Texas running back, then CJ Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State, Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State, Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida, and now Quentin Johnson, wide receiver for TCU. And I think what I like best about Quentin Johnson is his yards after the catch. And also just like for how big he is. You know, I think he's I think he measured at six three today at his pro day. Mm-hmm. And just to see what he could do with the ball in his hands after he catches it for someone as tall as him, I think it's really impressive. So I'm interested to see where he goes in, in uh, the NFL draft. I think he's, you know, he was probably the wide receiver too for most people pre combine. And I, now I've seen him drop in ADP below Addison. Right. And I think that probably had to do with, you know, just the hype for JSN and, and maybe him not running the 40 yet. Now that data is out. So I'm interested to see how the market corrects for him. But I really like Johnston. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, I would do the same pick that Derek did with uh, taking Johnston there. Um, it's funny because I don't care that JSN is a slot receiver. But that same argument, I definitely care that Quentin Johnston profiles as an X receiver just because we've seen those produce at such a high level as wide receiver ones for fantasy. So just taking that risk on uh you know the guy that profiles like an ex wide receiver I think you got to do it. Um, his college stats he's only had six touchdowns in a season that's his highest. He's had it in back to back years after having two in his first year. But that could that could be blamed on the system. How many touchdowns did Deuce Vaughn have? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> but uh yeah I don't he he's definitely he he profiles as a guy that could be awesome in the right system. I think. It would have been interesting if he he had a pretty dis well he had a really disappointing national championship game on primetime television. Mm-hmm. I just wonder what his stock would be, and the perception of him would be if he had really showed up for that. It would be like C.J. Stroud, <laughs> how his you know his hype went through the ceiling when he performed against Georgia, and I think Georgia yeah that was the that, they shut down Quentin Johnston in that game. 
Yeah. I think he only had like one reception for 10 yards or something. Yeah, they also shut down everyone. Exactly. Yeah, it's like NFL defense. All right, what do we got? It's, uh, pick seven. Yeah, I think this this is back to me. So I am going to be a little bit bold here on a guy that I really like. So I am going to go with Zach Charbonnet running back from uh, UCLA here at the 107. I know the consensus is Jamar Gibbs is probably the number two. I think it's Jameer Gibbs is the number two running back, but I'm going with Charbonnet. I like him. I think he's a big bodied running back that um, is just a bruiser. And I like what I see from his tape. And so I'm going to, you know, stream off a little bit here and not not go with consensus. And I'm going to take uh, Charbonnet as, with, uh, as the running back two off the board. Mm-hmm. I like that. I love Charbonnet. I think that, like, I agree with you that he profiles as a guy that could be a bell cow running back where Jameer Gibbs probably does not because he's like Alvin Kamara light. He's like a very light version of him. Uh, weight yeah. Wise. yeah. And I think, you know, I'm just kind of glad they do measurements. And I know there was, we talked about the combine and like the ethics and all that in a, a few episodes ago, but you know, a lot of people had Gibbs, I think at like five eleven, you know, like 210 pounds. And he, mm-hmm. you know, he weighed at five nine one ninety nine, right. Which I still really like Gibbs, but I just think Charbonnet is a little bit safer and, you know, has, you know, running backs, they got to pass block and they got to be able to run the ball between the tackles. Not that Gibbs can't do that well, but I just, I got the edge to Charbonnet right now. I just want to provide a clarification. I had thrown out, I said, how many touchdowns had Deuce Vaughn scored? Deuce Vaughn's not on TCU. He was on you Kansas Con- State. Kendra, Kendra Miller. Yeah, Kendra Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller had 17 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah he so had a good year. When you have 17 rushing touchdowns, your opportunity for receiving touchdowns is a bit lower. I mixed up the two purple teams, so my mistake. All good. It happens. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, at the 108, um, in my eyes, you're staring down three players. Um, you know, it's super flex. If you really need a QB two, then you could take that risk on Will Levis. Best case scenario, you get Josh Allen. Worst case scenario, you get like a really bad Tim Mitch Tebow. Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow, yeah. The guy's built. Joe sent me a thirst sent, trap yesterday. Yeah, Derek sent me a that, thirst trap. The official NFL page had posted. Yeah. yeah, they uh well to be fair, he did look like he got a lot bigger, but uh I don't know. I'm not he's not my pick. Um, so then I, it would, I'd be staring down really Jordan Addison or, uh, Jameer Gibbs here. Um, I like Addison a lot. I think he could be like, a, you know, if everything works out, he could be like a Calvin Ridley, um, Devonte Smith type player that we've seen really have a lot of success in the NFL today. Uh, you don't have to be this huge receiver anymore. You could be really skinny. Um, but you know, we're at the one Oh eight right now and Jameer Gibbs is on the board. So he's my pick. Um, do I think he's going to be a bell cow running back? No, but I just think he has that, like, uh, you know, we've, we've seen players that are even under 50% snap count, like Deandre Swift in recent years or um, Tony Pollard, where they don't necessarily need all the snaps. They're big play guys. I think that Gibbs might've ran like around like a four, three something at the combine. And if you watch his tape, he's just like lethal in the uh, passing game. He led, Alabama and receiving this past year and uh, especially in PPR formats I could see him being like a really really solid RB2 with uh, maybe a low-end RB1 upside even if he doesn't have a high snap percentage every week 
Yeah, in PPR leagues, I, li- I really like Gibbs. You're putting me in a tough spot here <laughs> because I really don't like the other quarterback that's on the board in Superflex either. So I think I'm going to qualify this pick as in it really depends on what I need at this point. At pick nine, if Will Levis is there and I need help at quarterback, I probably am taking the the shot at him because he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. If he gets first-round draft capital, that pretty much guarantees he's going to at least play at some point his first year. But if he falls and he ends up like a second-round, third-round pick, then I'm definitely waiting because I don't want the recurrence of the Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter situations where who knows who knows how long Desmond Ritter is the starter of the Falcons. If Lamar Jackson gets traded to Atlanta tomorrow, he's no longer the starter for the Falcons. And Malik Willis is just still sitting on the bench with Ryan Tannehill as a starter. So I don't want to fall into that trap, but if Will Levis is a first-round pick in the NFL, I feel like i got to take him at pick nine. And so I'm going to do that. And I'm not going to say who else I would consider here just because I don't want to steal anybody's thunder. Where do you I don't want uh, to steal anyone's thunder, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of have been with all it's it's hard not to because you you want you want to talk about like who you're thinking about yeah. uh, with the pick, mm-hmm. but I I like I like him at that point. Um, you know we're getting towards the end of the first round, and uh, the only player that I might take over him might be Addison. But uh, yeah, it's, it's nice though one. to see that like I'm at pick ten in our dynasty draft, and mm-hmm. there's going to be some solid guys there. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think I just want to caveat too because, you know, quarterbacks, they're so valuable in Superflex, but sometimes you've got to have a little patience. Like look at look at Trevor Lawrence, right? He had a terrible first year and mm-hmm. he bounced back big time. Um, I think very rarely do you see rookie quarterbacks just come out of the gates and are awesome. Like Herbert was probably an example of that a couple of years ago where, you know, the trainer had to actually stab someone in the lungs just to get Herbert <laughs> on the field, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, they're probably gonna gonna sit. And I think I think Levy's is a guy that's gonna. I think he's gonna go to the Raiders at seven, and I think he's gonna sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo, and he might not play this year. Um, but that's okay. I think I think he needs him and Anthony Richardson. I think need a year to like develop a little bit more, learn an offense, and then in twenty twenty, you know, four they can step in if they need to. Um, but. Yeah, I just I have Raider fans. I have buddies that are Raider fans. The kind of the vibe I get from the Raiders is that like they're a quarterback away, even though they have a bunch of holes and they're on their team. But I just see the Raiders. This is a Raiders pick. I think they're going to take Levy's at at pick seven. You do, I do. Even with Jimmy G, I, that's the Raiders, man. They don't they don't make a lot of sense sometimes. Interesting. That would not be good for fi- for fantasy dynasty, in my opinion. Yeah, because I mean, how long was uh, Jimmy G's contract for? Like four years. They signed a three year deal, but three. they can actually get out of it after next year if gotcha. they don't want if they don't like if he does underperforms or you know, let you know they draft a quarterback and they're ready for him. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Las uh, Vegas is kind of like the destination that I least want mm-hmm. my quarterback prospect to go to. For many reasons, I feel like they're aging out a lot of their like top options. I mean, they got rid of Waller, uh, Adams. I don't, I don't know how happy he is, and then he's getting older also. 
Um, I, I don't, I don't really believe in McDaniels. I just don't so, think like, Richardson's going to make a pass four or five. I think the Colts or the Seahawks Seattle. are going to take him. Yeah. yeah. I like Seattle a lot for him. I do too. Well, okay. We're at the, the 110 and I'm up. And the fact that Jordan Addison is there, I, I think that's a no brainer for me. I'm going to take Addison. Some of the other players you got the number one tight end for ADP. You got Michael Mayer there. Um, Probably wouldn't take him in the first round, even in tight end premium. But the other running backs that are there are Devin uh, Achain, Zach Evans, Tank Bigsby, Sean Tucker, um, other receivers. Besides Addison, you got Zay Flowers, Josh Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, but I'm going to go Addison. I think he's I think he's the pick here. He's he's slipped a little bit down the board, and this is why I love Superflex because those late picks, man, you can get you can get some pretty good skill players, you know between 109 and 112 in Superflex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the next pick, I'm uh I th- I think at this point there's some good running backs. Um but I'm I'm more focused on the wide receivers. I think that the wide receivers in this range are more likely to hit. Of course, when we get the draft capital if uh one of these running backs still available, you know, if they get picked on day 1 or day 2, then it's a pretty obvious pick. But um from what we know now, I'm really staring down either Zay Flowers or Jalen Hyatt. Um, I lean Hyatt just because I'm going to be taking Hyatt, but uh, I lean him just because he's bigger. Um, I think that Zay Flowers is probably the better player, but I did not like his measurements at the combine. I mean, he put on a ton of muscle leading up to it. So, um, like, I applaud the effort, but it's just a lot shorter than I would like him to be for his play style think that if he played like in the slot like uh you know like like Josh Downs from UNC if he played in a similar role to him I'd be a lot more interested but I just don't think that that's how he's gonna want to play in the NFL or how teams might use him so just judging by his size and uh how I I see him playing I would take Hyatt he's fast he's tall uh if if I have a knock on him his route tree is like a little bit limited he just runs a lot of vertical routes but with the way the NFL is being played now, I think that he could really thrive and, uh, you know, tons of home run plays for fantasy. Yeah. He's, he went to uh, Tennessee. I forgot to, to mention Addison wide receiver went to, to USC. Um, yeah. I like to pick Joe. I'm kind of split between him and Josh Downs, honestly, and Zay flowers. I feel like they're yeah, all the three pretty, of them are lumped up together for me. All too. Pretty similar here at the end of the first round kind of just depends who you prefer. And I'm sure landing spot will help help tip that a little bit in the right direction mm-hmm. yeah speaking of flowers uh i'll wrap it up here i'm gonna take flowers at the 112 ahead of guys like josh downs we got that tight end michael mayer there um yeah i mean he's a smaller guy um but i don't think his potential was really unlocked on the team that he was on uh boston college isn't exactly a football powerhouse and so we'll see how he pans out when he has a better guy throwing it to him on a better offense. And um, it's going to be tough. He's an older guy. Uh, but at 112, I'll take him. I mean, once we're getting to this point, we're already kind of seeing a lot of question marks, if we're being honest. You have guys that could be really, really good, or they might just not pan out. And you didn't have the most draft capital. I mean, 
I think the first round is the least fun in fantasy rookie drafts because you are trying so hard not to mess up more than like you're trying to hit, at least in my opinion. Agreed. Because once you get to like the third round, you're just like, I think this guy sounds like he could maybe be good out of 10%, and uh, I'll take him. And there's just chaos because there's no consensus once you get to like the middle of round two probably. Yeah, you're just shooting for upside round three and four. Like that's all you care about at that point. Like who's got the highest ceiling? I'm going to shoot for the stars. Was uh, there any player that wasn't drafted that either of you guys like a lot? I know Josh Downs we were talking about a little bit. I think Hendon Hooker is a good value in the second round, mm-hmm. especially if you miss out on one of those four uh, top four QBs. I think, you know, he's a guy who made Jalen Hyatt pretty good at Tennessee, right? Um, just kind of a, a – he's a little bit older, though. I think – let me check his He's age. like 25 or something. I think he is 25 years old. Yeah, it doesn't look like it has it on here. But, yeah, he's – I like Hendon Hooker. I mean, it sucks he tore his ACL, but I think he's a, a sneaky guy. Like, if I was the Raiders, I'd take a really good defensive player at seven and then draft Hendon Hooker in, like, the second round. Like, I think that'd be a way better move for them. But So, yeah, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee quarterback. Very nice. I like uh, Marvin Mims a lot. Uh, I feel like he's under – Underrated wide receiver. And then I'm going to butcher the name, but the running back from Pitt, uh, Israel Abakanda. I can never say his last Abanakanda. name. Yeah, probably. Uh, he, bet, he had a really I bet nice you pro can't uh, pronounce his name. He <laughs> got nicknames and uh, drops already for him. So if he if he gets a high draft capital, same with Tajay Spears. I know that um, at the Senior Bowl, he was the highlight of that. Everybody was loving his Senior Bowl. And uh, I think he went to Tulane. Um, where Matt Forte went. So uh, I think I think that Tajay Spears, he's a little bit older also, but I think he could have a good NFL career if he goes to the right landing spot. I'm bummed because Izzy Abanacanda is like one of my sleeper guys in the third round, and now he, I think he's getting overhyped, and he's gonna he's gonna creep into the second round. I already know, like he's gonna be a mid to late second round pick. Definitely, it's just, it's just gonna happen. I think. It depends on landing spot. If he's buried on a depth chart somehow, that that's gonna help you if you want him. Uh, I'm just, I'm intrigued by the tight end guys. Uh, not in round one, but we've got some guys that could really become producers in the NFL. Uh, with Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid excites me, and then just the physical athleticism of Darnell Washington. I mean, his combine I think really helped his stock in general. Uh, he looked he looked the part. Uh, he didn't look the part on the production side of things, so I'm curious what that becomes. I mean, he had competition with a really good tight end on George's roster. Um, and then the other guy that I'm curious to hear what you think about is uh, Sean Tucker from Syracuse, mm-hmm. who did like his own little personal combine and like told people what his numbers were. <laughs> I don't believe the numbers, but I, I do like Sean Tucker. I I. I think he's a good player. Yeah, Sean Tucker for me just he he goes in a lump of a lot of running back prospects in this class where it's just going to come down to draft capital for me. If he's drafted uh, highly to a good situation, then I'm interested. If uh, he slips in the draft, the NFL scouts don't like him, then I won't like him either. 
I mean, look at this. 201 to 206. There are some solid running backs you can get here. Yeah. Later. Even Kendra Miller down here. Yep. He'd actually be my next running back that I would take. Um, In the early he's second big, round. He's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's jacked. So, yeah, there you have it. Let's, uh, Joe Mason, run through the, the list that we put together. All right. So, we got... Bijan Robinson, running back from Texas at the 101. Then we got C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State, 102. And then Bryce Young at 103, quarterback Stanford or Stanford, Alabama. <laughs> um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver at 104. And then we got Anthony Richardson, quarterback from at 105. Quinton Johnston uh, at the 106, wide receiver. Zach Charbonnet, running back, 107. And then Jameer Gibbs at the 108 running back. And then Will Levy's quarterback from Kentucky at 109. Jordan Addison, wide receiver at 110. And then Jalen Hyatt at 111, wide receiver. And then Zay Flowers, uh, wide receiver at 112. There you go. There's our top 12. Or, I mean, there's our 1 through 12 draft. I see uh, you queued up those tight ends for us, Joe Mason. What was that about? (laughs) Oh, you were uh, you were chatting talking about the tight about ends, so I wanted to make sure <laughs> yeah. you had them all at your disposal. There you I go. Know, I uh, think we're Luke yeah, Musgrave was another one um, that people were interested in, but his testing at the combine, people thought he might run like a four four or something crazy. But he's a big dude. Uh, I think he's a little bit older, also. But uh, and he had a he had a really b- bad injury um, that he, he just recovered from. But I know that he was like someone along the lines of Dalton Kincaid where people were like um, he, he could be like a fantasy monster. Like nobody's ever going to be Kelsey and everyone always is like, Oh, who's going to be the next Kelsey. But I know heading into the combine, they were saying Kincaid and Musgrave have the like athletic pr- production to be like a really good fantasy tight end. But then I, I like Michael Mayer a lot. He's like the boring four, six burly, like good blocker, great hands. Like I, I could see him having a career like we've seen from uh, Pat Fryermuth so far. Personally, I'm a fan of uh, Kyle Patterson, <laughs> the Air Force tight end. I, I, I had to the... throw the Kyle Patterson reference in here. Is he on the board? Can you find him, Joe? Is he there? Let's see. No, it doesn't look like oh, it. Oh no, he didn't get it. He didn't get the. He didn't get on sleeper. He doesn't exist. That's just really unfortunate. I, I'm sorry. No, in, our league, in, in our league, if you want to take him in the fourth round, I'll pencil him in for you. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Deal. All right. I think that's going to do it unless y'all want to talk about anything else. I think we got um, it covered. I think the only thing I want to bring up is what are your guys' thoughts on – I just had him. Deuce Vaughn. Because we brought him up earlier, but he's 5'6". Like – do you, are you guys willing to draft him or is he like I just hear a lot of people saying like he's off my list because he's too short pretty much pretty much for me um yeah five six is really really short like what are we talking his ceiling like Boston Scott <laughs> yeah I mean who's good in his own role in the NFL yeah. but like for fantasy purposes you're just throwing darts I Boston's think... I mean if, if Boston Scott's playing the Giants you can fire him up but other Every than week. that I think like JD McKissick would be my like ceiling for him where if he goes to a place that doesn't have a solid like running back core, he could just be in 
on third downs all day and just. Yeah, but can a, a guy who weighs 170 pounds prop pass protect? I mean that that's, that's why he'd thing. be running routes, right? Is there what's what's Naheem Hines? What does he weigh? Oh, okay, he's 200. <laughs> yeah, I mean Boston Scott's five six and he weighs 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're stocky. Like I have concerns about uh, Devin A. Chain from uh, Texas A and M, and he he's a much better prospect in my opinion than Deuce Vaughn. But yeah, th- these guys that are skinny and short, I definitely have some concerns with. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit taller, Devin. Yeah, he's five nine, uh, one eighty five, which is way way under the weight that I wish he was at. I wish he was closer to two hundred. All right, like what's what's uh, Alvin Kamara's measurements? Let me see if I can find him as prospect. It's 5'10", 215 okay. right now. Right. I'm just trying to picture like a skinnier, because Alvin Kamara looks pretty skinny on the field. Mm-hmm. A skinnier Alvin Kamara is literally Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want a skinnier Alvin Kamara. Yeah. yeah that's my concern with him, because I know a lot of people um, – have Jameer Gibbs like over JSN. Like those are like the two that they're staring at as like the first uh, positional player taken after Bijan Robinson. And I, I, I just uh, like, I think that Jameer Gibbs going to find a home with like a great role and he's going to be like a solid RB two, like I said, but I, I definitely have concerns with his size and the fact that he doesn't run between the tackles is just uh it makes him like not one dimensional, but like not as uh like 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 you were saying with Zach Charbonnet, like I don't I don't have a pick in any rookie draft where I'm looking at either of them really. But if I'm looking at the two of them, I'd rather be picking later so that I could get the Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. That'll do it. This is the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. You'll hear from us. Maybe next week. I'm going on vacation, so we'll see if it works out. I might try to record remotely from Joe's home state of New Jersey, and oh, yeah. uh, we'll go from there. But regardless, we got about a month left till the NFL draft. Things are about to get spicy. Have a good week.